Welcome to a new episode from English Plus Podcast. Today's episode is Word Power. We're going to learn 10 new words in the context of the church and the state. We will learn words like assert, contention, dominant, encroach, forbearance, and others. So without further ado, let's start talking about the church and the state, and then we will learn 10 new words along the way. On the surface, the First Amendment to the Constitution seems simple and unambiguous. It appears to assert quite clearly that one's religious faith is not and should not be interfered with by the government, and that the government should not support one religion over another. This principle is commonly referred to as the separation of church and state. Contrary to popular belief, however, those words do not appear in the Constitution. The earliest European settlers came to America seeking freedom to worship as they saw fit. They had little forbearance, however, when it came to allowing others the same freedom. For example, in Massachusetts, the Puritans forced Anne Hutchinson and Roger Williams to leave the colony because their beliefs differed from those of the established faith. In most of the early colonies, religion was considered part of government. Not only was there no freedom to practice a differing faith, but the dominant religion of the colony encroached on every facet of one's life. A man was not allowed to vote or hold office until he was a member of the church. The governing bodies could impose taxes on all members of the community for the support of the church. Given this history, one might wonder how the United States came to require the separation of church and state. Much happened between the arrival of the pilgrims and the drafting of the Constitution more than 150 years later. As the population increased and roads became better, people were less secluded. That meant that people of differing views might live close together. In addition, Many later settlers came to make money rather than to practice their religious beliefs. By 1787, religion was no longer considered the government's concern. Even so, just how separate church and state are is a source of contention. In 1962, the Supreme Court decided that school prayer violated the First Amendment. Similar challenges have been leveled against town-sponsored Christmas displays and the phrase under God in the Pledge of Allegiance. Not everyone, however, agrees with these decisions. The meaning of the phrase separation of church and state is far from settled. So that was our story about the church and the state. Now let's focus on the words we can learn from this text. Our very first word is unambiguous. U-N-A-M-B-I-G-U-O-U-S, unambiguous. Now, if you describe a message or a comment as unambiguous, you mean that it is clear and cannot be understood wrongly. In the text, we said, on the surface, the First Amendment to the Constitution seems simple and unambiguous. So it seems that it cannot be understood wrongly. But it appears that this is not exactly true. Because until this very day, people still don't see eye to eye to what that meant. Anyway, that was our first word. Let's talk about the second word, assert. Assert, A-S-S-E-R-T. In the text, we said it appears to assert quite clearly that one's religious faith 
is not and should not be interfered with by the government. Now, what is the meaning of assert? If someone asserts a fact or belief, they state it firmly. If you assert your authority, for example, you make it clear by your behavior that you have authority. Or if you assert your right or claim to something, you insist that you have the right to it. So that is the meaning of assert. Now let's talk about the next word, contrary. In the text, we said, contrary to popular belief, however, those words do not appear in the Constitution. So what is the meaning of contrary? Now, by the way, contrary is spelled C-O-N-T-R-A-R-Y. And here we will talk about the special phrase contrary to something. Now, if you say that something is true contrary to other people's beliefs or opinions, you are emphasizing that it is true and that they are wrong. So that is the meaning of contrary to, as we said here, contrary to popular belief. And now let's move to the next word, forbearance. Now, forbearance is spelled F-O-R-B-E-A-R-A-N-C-E, forbearance. Now, in the text, we said the earliest European settlers came to America seeking freedom to worship as they saw fit. They had little forbearance, however, when it came to allowing others the same freedom. So what is the meaning of forbearance here? If you say that someone has shown forbearance, you admire them for behaving in a calm and sensible way about something that they have a right to be very upset or angry about. But here it's the opposite. They had little forbearance. So here we are criticizing them. They didn't have forbearance. They had little forbearance. So let's move to the next word, and that is dominant. Now in the text we said not only was there no freedom to practice a differing faith, but the dominant religion of the colony encroached on every facet of one's life. Actually, here we have three words that I want to talk about. The first word is dominant, D-O-M-I-N-A-N-T. Someone or something that is dominant is more powerful, successful, influential, or noticeable than other people or things. That is dominant. What about encroached? E-N-C-R-O-A-C-H. If one thing, encroaches on another, the first thing spreads or becomes stronger and slowly begins to restrict the power, range, or effectiveness of the second thing. Well, that is a formal word, of course, and it shows disapproval. And then we said the colony, the dominant religion of the colony, encroached on every facet of one's life. Now, facet, F-A-C-E-T, what does that mean? A facet of something is a single part or aspect of it. So that is a facet. We use that to talk about the facets of a diamond, for example. But here, of course, we're talking about the facets of life, an aspect of life. And now for the next word, impose. Now, we said the governing bodies could impose taxes on all members of the community for the support of the church. Now, what is the meaning of impose? Impose, I-M-P-O-S-E. If you impose something, on people, you use your authority to force them to accept it. That is to impose. And now for our next word, secluded. We said as the population increased and roads became better, people were less secluded. What is the meaning of secluded? A secluded place is quiet and private. And here, of course, we use it more for places, but we can also say that about people. People were less secluded. They were not living alone in those solitary places where you don't even have neighbors in some cases. No, people came to live next to each other and people were different. 
So that was our word, secluded. Now for our last word for today's episode, and that is contention. We said even so, just how separate church and state are is a source of contention. Contention is C-O-T-E-N-T-I-O-N, contention. If something is a cause of contention, it is a cause of disagreement or argument. So these were our 10 words. Let me remind you again, we talked about assert, contention, contrary, dominant, encroach, facet, forbearance, impose, secluded, and unambiguous. If you want to practice these words, take the link you can find in the description. Go to our website, englishpluspodcast.com. There are interactive activities you can use to practice these words. And there's also a PDF downloadable worksheet you can find in this custom post we created for this episode where you can practice these words even more. So whichever you prefer, if you prefer the digital interactive, you can find it on our website. Or if you prefer paper, you can touch. You can also find it there. You can download the PDF, print it out, and practice the words in crossword puzzles, uh, word searches, and other interesting activities. Now, with that being said, let me also remind you that you can find in the description of the episode a link to our Patreon page. If you become a patron of English Plus Podcast, of course, you will be supporting us and we will definitely appreciate that. But you will also get access to our premium mini-series that we release every week. The first mini-series was out last week and that was about business English marketing, an eight-episode mini-series with a booklet to practice the things you learn in those eight episodes. Our next exclusive mini-series that is coming out this week is about 100 events that change the world. So it's not always about English language. We're kind of altering between English language and culture, knowledge, other information, whether it is about history, geography, science, literature, etc. And of course, some of them are going to be purely about learning English. So take the link, go to our Patreon page, become our patrons, help us continue doing what we're doing, because to be honest, your support is the only thing we are depending on in English Plus Podcast. With that being said, this is your host, Danny. I would like to thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. I will see you next time. <music>